You're listening to the Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Now on a topic that is incredibly timely in our culture today. If you've ever felt like you just can't find the mental health resources you need, there's a book that uses the armor of God to equip you. It's called Perfectly Suited, The Armor of God for the Anxious Mind by our next guest, J.D. Peabody. Packed with wisdom, practicality, and truth is what one reader is saying about this book. Instead of always turning to the world's so-called experts, whom many are not followers of Christ, for the answers to our mental health problems, let's look to the one who actually created our minds for the solutions we need. J.D. Peabody is the pastor of New Day Church in Federal Way, Washington. When he found himself in the middle of a mental and emotional meltdown, he reached out for the armor of God. What he hoped would remove his anxiety instead revealed far more about God's grace for us in times of struggle. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. We are honored to have you join us today to talk about mental health following our last week's series on physical health. To get our mind back on track, I'm with J.D. Peabody, pastor of New Day Church. J.D., how are you doing today from Washington? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Now, I have to ask, weather-wise in Washington, I moved from Wisconsin for a reason down to Nashville. Are you buried in six feet under there of, of blizzard snow? What's going on up by you? You know, it is a beautiful, sunny day today. It's uh, it's crisp out there with a little frost on the ground, but yeah, no no big blizzard here. Although I think it started out here as a bunch of rain and then just sort of uh, moved east to everybody else. Is it hard to live in that state? Because I remember reading articles 20 years ago that Washington, Oregon, it, it rains a lot and the depression rate is skyrocket for people up there. Is that just hearsay or is that accurate? Oh, it's it's a real thing. I mean, I I was born here, so it's it's all I know. I think I have uh, webbed feet probably, but um, but it was hard for my wife uh, at first moving up here because uh, she moved up from California and just uh, such a difference. It it really is. It really does rain as much as people say it does. Is she doing okay? Because I can't imagine going from sunny California to raining ninety percent of the time up there. Yeah, you know she's she's adjusted, and uh, we've now been here for a long time, so. Uh, Fortunately, you know, there's there's a Starbucks on every corner, so uh, we we caffeinate our way out of the out of the dark. So unbelievable! I remember going up there with my husband. We'll get to the episode here in a minute, but now you're bringing Washington memories back. Sorry about that. I went up there with my husband, and we had some great seafood. I still have aprons that are like 15 years old from the fish market. Oh yeah, yeah fantastic food out there. I didn't have lunch yet. So my mind's of course going to lobster crabs and all the rest yeah. um, to get in the mix of mental health. It's so important of a subject to, to talk about. A lot of teens are struggling today with this younger kids. Everybody is, especially with the COVID chaos. You are the founding pastor and primary teaching pastor at new day church. Your job includes preaching pastoral care and staff leadership. Now here's what's wild. Most people think pastors have it all together how did you first notice you were actually battling with anxiety? Mm. Yeah, you know, I I really went through um, most of my adult life pretty out of touch with what was going on inside for me. I, I didn't really, uh, you, you could ask me at any given time what I was feeling, and I probably couldn't tell you. Um, and, you know, the thing is, our, our, our brains and our bodies are 
keeping track of that stuff, even if, if we're not uh, fully aware of what's going on. And eventually they're going to get our attention one way or the other. And, um, and for me, that happened in really, I, I hit what I call my sort of mental and emotional wall where all of a sudden it, I, I told people it felt like my brain broke because oh. uh, it, it just, it just was like this um, flood of, uh, unwanted intrusive thoughts that just, it was like this torrent opened and my mind just was spinning out of control. And I, I was, I didn't know what to do. I was going uh, crazy with it. And I, so I, I, I reached out to a friend of mine who happens to be a counselor and we went for a walk and, um, and uh, I'm just like, I'm just uh, a, a babbling incoherently almost. It's so uncharacteristic for me and I'm crying and I get to the end of our walk and I look at him and I'm just sort of bewildered. And I was like, I am not an anxious person. And he looked at me and he laughed and it was, it was so not the um, reaction I was expecting from someone, especially a counselor. Um, But it was exactly what I needed because he, he really like stopped me in my tracks and made me go, Oh, Maybe you're not seeing yourself uh, for what's really going on in there. And it was evident to him that I was anxious. And, and the more that I then began to unpack it, began to see, oh, yeah, actually, right below the surface, I've been, I've been sitting on a whole lot of that. So this has been a journey ever since, really, of, of um, kind of digging in and getting to know myself. Okay, so I like doing these shows for the fact that in not just helping our family here watching the program learn from the expertise of who comes on, I get to learn and unpack for myself because now I'm thinking, am I an anxious person? (laughs) So take us through the time when you were there and you had that mental breakdown on that walk with your friend and you were crying. In fact, now you're bringing back a memory of where I like fell down in our front yard. After having four kids in four years, I was, I think my oldest was five. I had a mental breakdown in my front yard, bawling, called my friend Mona. I said, you got to pull me out of this ditch. So maybe that moment in time was the same moment in time you had. What led you up to that moment? Why did you have that mental breakdown? What in your life were, uh, was causing you to feel like that? Like take us back there. Yeah. Well, I think I've always been, um, you know, it, it really worked for me to be sort of out of touch with my feelings because I've always been a, a performer and a, the compliant overachiever who, you know, I was, I was the, the good kid. You tell me, tell me what needs to be done and I will do it. I will do what's asked of me. I will, you know, I'll, I'll accomplish. And, and so I always, um, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. So, so I, I knew the gospel. I knew, I knew I needed Jesus and, and all of that. But by and large, I was pretty much relying on myself because I, I could do a pretty good job. And I didn't, I didn't feel a, a real deep need most of the time for help. And I was pretty self-contained. And so, so all of a sudden, I found that when, when it felt like my, uh, you know, the one thing that I felt like I especially had complete control over was what's going on in my head. And, and all of a sudden, when that itself felt uh, taken away from me, like, like I, I, whatever I did, I couldn't, it, it was beyond me. It was the first time of really feeling sort of beyond myself and my own capacity to, to change it. And, and that was new for me. And that really is what kind of then 
made me go, oh, this is what this is what grace is for. It's for the things I can't fix. And uh, and so it kind of really ended up opening me up to a, a whole new level of God's care for me when I just hadn't seen it because I'd, I'd really what I thought was faith was really a lot of just self-reliance. Self-reliance. And you and you probably felt like you couldn't control what was going on with you at that moment either. I'm right, telling you, right. if I can't control myself or what's going on or a situation, I feel like panic attack as well. So I know what you're talking about. What are some key things in your life that caused you to become anxiety or things that you were doing mm. maybe wrong that caused you the anxiety all of a sudden have a mental breakdown? Yeah. Well, I think part of it, I, I've always been like real high responsibility person. And I think sometimes over-functioning in that, taking more responsibility, you know, for things that are not really mine. I think especially in a helper role like a pastor where you're you're always the 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 one to provide care and assistance to other people. And and so there's a there was an element of the role I think that just fed that um sense of this is on me to take care of these other people when there were things that obviously I couldn't even do anything about circumstances in other people's life. So so there was that. There was also just ignoring um, you know, like I said, my my own feelings and and I think anxiety sometimes is a secondary way of of you feeling things that that are really about something else. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if that answered the question, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, speaking for 22 years around the the globe, talking to primarily young people, now a lot of parents for the last couple of years. I, I feel the sense of the responsibility to help other people out, the influx of emails that come in from teens with issues that they need help on, suicide notes. I mean, I've seen it all. And I feel all that responsibility, which then I start feeling their pain and suffering in me. I take it on personally. So if I'm feeling that over the last 20 some years, wanting to try to help these everyone out that's reaching out to me, I can't imagine you being pastor, leader of the flock, with all the issues coming your direction too, where you feel selfish taking time to take care of yourself because you have all these other people that got entrusted to you as a leader of a church. Am I kind of nailing some of that? Yeah. Well, and then, then it sort of layers up on itself where you, you begin to go, uh, well, then I need to, I need to keep functioning as I'm beginning to feel my own stuff and feeling the weight of this, then I have to kind of bury this and keep marching, soldiering on, you know, be the example or, and I, I, I really didn't feel necessarily like I was intentionally trying to hide and, and not, uh, but, but there was, again, it was back to responsibility feeling like, well, I, I can't let people down. So I have to keep moving forward. So there was kind of this split where like inside I'm totally falling apart and outside I'm most most people in the congregation for a long time uh, just Thought saw me as functioning normally. Yeah, because... Um, and here's what's nuts. If we are more real, and I'm not like trying to say shame on you, but you know, you get a D minus or anything. But if we are more real with the people that God entrusted us to help and lead and guide, they will realize it's okay. God's yes. got this. And when we have this persona, everything's great. We're perfect. We got everything put together. It makes the people we're shepherding think, what's wrong with me? This this pastor is fantastic. 
Mr. Peabody here, Pastor Peabody's got it all taken care of. And, and they don't know that you're like having a meltdown on a walk with a friend. Okay. Yeah. Don't move. I've got a lot of questions for you, mister, right after this commercial break. What was the last thing you put on your skin? Did you know that it entered your bloodstream in less than 30 seconds? Hi, I'm Deborah, and while recovering from cancer, I discovered that many ingredients in the most trusted skincare brands are toxic. So after a decade of research and development, my daughter and I created something that was safe for me to use and actually worked. We launched Givaderm, a skincare line that's pure enough for newborn babies, yet powerful enough for the manliest of men, and effective enough for women concerned about anything from breakouts to aging. Our one-of-a-kind line will nourish your skin with natural, organic, and non-GMO ingredients like turmeric, pineapple, exotic mushrooms, French green clay, saffron, and even raw honey. And all of our products are proudly made right here in the USA. Just go to Givederm.com and enter discount code TINA at checkout to save 10% off your order. That's TINA for 10% off. The next time you put something on your skin, make sure you Givederm. With all of the recent changes in the political and financial markets, there has never been a better time than right now to invest in silver and gold. When governments simply print billions of dollars in paper money in hopes of solving financial shortfalls, you know that it is time to buy and hold assets of true and lasting value. Free information is available to you right now by calling 888-747-3309. Whether you are a new investor or you're interested in preserving the value of your retirement accounts, we make it easy for you to make smart decisions for your financial future. The specialists at Cornerstone are here to serve you, work to satisfy your retirement goals, and communicate with respect. Call us right now at 888-747-3309. That's 888-747-3309. Or visit us online at cornerstoneassetmetals.com. That's cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Hey, just a quick reminder that there are so many options to tune into this program. Let your family and friends know that the Counterculture Mom Show is on most major podcast platforms. Sirius XM Family Talk Channel 131 every weekend, 600 radio stations nationwide, such as CSN, AFR, and Salem Radio, and over 20 TV networks. You can find out the times we air by checking out our posts on Instagram under Counterculture Mom, downloading our Counterculture Mom app, or by going to counterculturemom.com. Don't miss an episode. JD, thank you for being with us today, being raw and real. Before I dissect a couple more questions for you here, buddy, with some more curveballs, I want everybody to know that you made a video sharing a little more of the backstory behind your book. And we're going to dissect this fantastic book. So everybody tune in, check this out. I generally say that the book began as a meltdown because it did. I, I had hit this emotional and mental wall where I just found that my mind was racing out of control and it was bombarding me with all these intrusive thoughts. I didn't know what was going on. It was frightening, felt like my brain had just broken. And I didn't realize at the time that I was experiencing all the classic symptoms of OCD. And um, I went on a walk with a friend of mine who also happens to be a therapist. And I am just dumping out my heart to him and, and uh, I'm crying, which was completely uncharacteristic of me, and I'm going on and on. And I get to the end of all of this, and I say, I am not an anxious person. And he just looks at me and laughs. And it was so not the reaction that I was 
expecting or hoping for in the moment, but it was exactly what I needed because it really pulled me up short. It was as if he was saying, do you really even see yourself and what's going on? So that kind of started me on this journey of real self-exploration and and beginning to examine why I was so out of touch with my own feelings and and what all this anxiety was about for me. And I also uh, began to grab on in a new way to scripture and especially the armor of God and reading about it in a whole new way. I had grown up knowing about the armor of God and felt like the emphasis was always on picking it up and putting it on, that it was sort of this Christian duty to get right. And I began to see instead that really the armor is about God's protection for us and it's totally his gift to us. And when I was in this place where I couldn't I couldn't do anything for myself in terms of controlling my own mind. Uh, here was this great grace for me that I, I never really had understood had existed there before. And so my hope would be, as you read this book, that if you are going through your own struggles, that you'll you'll be able to resonate with some of what I've gone through and, and see that you're not alone in it. But more than that, to begin to... Uh, see the armor of God in this this different light and see how applicable it is to everything that we're going through and what an amazing, amazing gift God has given us and, and how great his love and care for us really is. That's just absolutely fantastic. I definitely want to get to the armor of God because you said something very profound right there. A lot of times I hear scripture reminder of put on the full armor of God and we, mm-hmm. we should put it on. But then what do we do with it? Hardly anyone talks about what you do once you have the armor on. And then I see myself stumbling around trying to walk around with the armor of God. Like, so you got to help me with the stumble tumble deal with the armor of God. But first, I would love to get your take on why you think anxiety and mental health are such difficult topics for Christians. Hmm. Yeah. And, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying uh, before the break of where, when I was in that place of feeling it so intensely, but also feeling like I had to be on, um, I, I think there, there is this, uh, assumption as Christians, we, we kind of layer on guilt on top of, anxiety because we we read verses in scripture like don't be anxious or don't be afraid and and we hear those as kind of uh reprimands almost or something and so we we go well if i am feeling those things then that's wrong and it reflects on my faith and says i'm a bad christian or you know we look around and we see other people and we go we assume that they're all doing okay and so it it kind of compounds the the problem when in reality the the way those verses sound to me now um, is is more like you know the reassurance of a, a parent saying oh you don't need to be afraid you don't need to be anxious you know if if, if your kid is is worried you're not going to scold them for being worried you're going to want to take away the cause of the fear so um, yeah I think I think that's a big part of it. And, um, you know, when, when I finally did get to the point of, I, I preached a sermon that, that, uh, was called praying for my basal ganglia. That was 
that was all about what was going on in my brain. And I finally just shared it all with the congregation and was like, here's, here's what I'm dealing with. That was the real pivot turning point in, in my ministry, I think, because I had more people uh, come up to me or contact me afterwards saying, me too. And, and to feel like they finally could connect with me because um, we were in the same boat. And, and of course we were, you know, we're all just people. And so, uh, but, but it was a real revelation for me to be able to just be myself up there and go, oh, actually, no, this is, this is better than pretending to be um, in better shape than I am. You were raw and real. I had chills all over when you shared about the way you now see those verses about not being afraid. Hmm. I think sometimes when we're growing up, we have a certain version of God. Maybe we think God is like our dad. and There might have been issues with that with our own father. So we read those verses and it's almost like a harsh, don't be afraid and you shouldn't hmm. have fear. Instead of reading it properly, don't be afraid. I'm here for you. I'm God. I created you. By having the right way and vision of who God is and who Jesus is and reading those verses out loud correctly, we then have the right perspective of it's okay in the midst of going through chaos. And once we have that, we're more raw and real. And the fact that you shared your realness with your congregation and your flock that's an eye-opener. That's when healing takes place. That's when people flock up to you wanting more info. It's okay. They can breathe. They're not anxiety. They don't get into a suicide, depression state, and you're not having a funeral two weeks later. After this commercial break, you're going to help me help you help America right after this. The International Labor Organization recently reported the number of people trafficked globally has risen from 40 million to 50 million in the last five years. Most are women and children, bought, sold, or traded into sex trafficking. Rescue One Global, a faith-based nonprofit, answered the call to fight for those enslaved in the U.S., Thailand, and the Philippines. Their mission is to prevent the victimization of at-risk populations, rescue those trapped, and restore survivors through their multiple global recovery initiatives, including providing emergency shelter and residential programs. Rescue One has served nearly 800 survivors from newborn to the elderly and provided over 14,000 therapeutic services because of faithful partners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift, text TINA to 44321. That's TINA to the number 44321. Let's rescue more lives together. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and I want to introduce you to Equipping the Persecuted and their important work in Nigeria. The mission of Equipping the Persecuted is, as the name states, to equip our brothers and sisters in any way that we can. People in Nigeria are suffering at the hand of terrorists for their faith in Jesus. Sadly, very little is being done to create a lasting solution. That's where we step in. Our goal is to protect, rebuild, and strengthen families in both body and spirit. We are prepared with the resources necessary to respond after an attack. We provide medical aid, food, and a team to pray and comfort victims. Our persecuted brothers and sisters need your help. Take action today with a monthly gift of $20 or more at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. Thank you for your time.
All right, JD, if someone watching or listening to this right now is struggling with anxiety or their mental health, what would you want them to take away from your phenomenal interview with us today? I, I think the first thing would be to recognize that, that you're not alone, that, um, you know, every everybody is struggling. And so even when people feel like they have it together, when you look around, um, uh, you're, you're not alone. And, and I think anxiety tends to uh, force us to want to be alone. Uh, we, we, we assume that nobody will understand or they'll reject us. And so we pull away, which is the worst thing for us. So I, I think the first thing I would say is, is reach out, um, don't isolate, find community, find, you know, um, find professional help, um, find a friend who you trust. Um, but, but don't, don't, um, don't be by yourself in it. Everybody, buy JD's book, Perfectly Suited, The Armor of God for the Anxious Mind. This could be the perfect gift for someone you know who is struggling with mental health, if they're a believer in Christ or not, because who knows, it might cause them to place their faith in Christ by reading JD's book. Also, your website, we can find out more info about your fantastic books, author visits that you do, and to contact you, JD Peabody, everybody, JD Peabody, P-E-A-B-O-D-Y.com. Check it out. He has a whole plethora of info for children. Praise the Lord. And in this day and age, JD, there's so many kids struggling with mental health that this will help parents know how to help their children. Check out jdpbody.com for further info. Check out counterculturemom.com to watch all four episodes, share them with the masses. JD, you rock. Keep at it. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 